0: well good morning everyone how's everybody doing you doing all right yeah you survived the week good turn to your neighbor and ask them how they're doing give them a high five a fist bump something like that now to your second choice the person on the other side your neighbor on the other side tell them to So, how you doing didn't originally want to talk to you but they made me so it's friends day you got to be friendly today Well, welcome everybody. Hey, if you are here for the first time today, we want to welcome you. And uh, you know, our prayer for you has been just like it has been for us all week, that this little opportunity that we have, this hour that we have together, that God would use that to speak to your hearts and your souls and remind you a lot of what Pastor Jenny was saying, that God has hope and hope only for everybody. That's his plan, hope and hope only. And if you're watching online, we want to welcome everybody. Everybody in here say hello. Hello. Yep, that was for you online, wherever you're watching, whenever you're watching. We love for people to join us. We have almost as big of a church online as we have that join us in our couple of services on a Sunday, so I'm glad that you're here today. We're in the middle of a series called Crazy. I guess you got that from the video, but this series, we've been talking about stuff that's not normal crazy talk. You know, um, the first week we talked about crazy Christianity, how really if you live according to the Bible, like if you love those that hate you you forgive people that do you wrong like that kind of stuff if you live the bible people think you're crazy right last week we talked about crazy jesus we asked some questions that i bet most people have never even heard asked in church before we asked if jesus was a con man if he was crazy or was he really the christ and we broke all that down talked about that had a lot of fun Today, we're talking about something a little bit different. Um, if you if you got an orange bulletin, there's some notes in there. If you want to follow along or on the Bible app, you can follow along. Go to events, and we're usually the first one right there. And on version, they even have all the answers filled in. So you get 100 on the test at the end of service. So it's awesome. Today, we're talking about crazy love. And since it's Friends Day, let me ask you this. Have you ever had been hanging out with some friends And because you're with your friends, they convinced you to do something crazy. Has that ever happened to anybody but me 97 times? Does anybody in the room have scars to prove what you're nodding your head to? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing what friends can do in your life? Well, I ran across this story. This, This actually happened like last year, but there's a guy that he was hanging out with the wrong people. All right, we're going to show you a video of that and just say he's hanging out with the wrong people and they convinced him to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. And not that they were going to grab him and put one on on the way down. They convinced him to jump out of an airplane and you're going to aim over here and we actually have a giant net set up and you're going to get caught in the net. Anybody up for that? Yeah, I've done some pretty ridiculous things in my life. I can't think of a situation where I would jump out of an airplane without a parachute. So anyways, let's enjoy this just for a minute. Get your adrenaline flowing. Get you focused. Watch these crazy friends. He's in the green. When you're high enough, you can see the circle of the earth, it's, that's too high, okay? now how many are more convinced now than ever that you would not do that yeah but now in all seriousness uh i I do have a question for you how many in this room if if we were to pay for it would you go skydiving without a parachute there's a couple I'm, i'm free counseling all week But the reason I ask that is because there's actually a place in Oklahoma City that you can go and you can skydive without a parachute, only a few feet off the ground. It's called iFly. And we've actually, I believe they told me it was in this area, in this section. This little thing right here is in the back of somebody's event envelope in the back of the seat. Oh, you already got it right there? All right, come on up here. I've got a gift card for a couple of free skydiving. Everybody give her a hand. Show some love. Show some jealousy. Yeah. I'll trade you. How about that? That's awesome. Very exciting. Now, for somebody that's afraid of heights, can I tell you that just standing in the room asking for the gift certificate, I was sitting there and just my hands were sweating and I grabbed the pen. And I was like, that pen's gooey. To sign the credit card, I grabbed the pen. The pen's gooey. And I grabbed the next one. The pen's gooey. And I'm like, oh, that's my hands that are gooey on that. So enjoy that. Uh, we'll look for the pictures and all of that on social media. Super fun and uh, give you a couple of flights let me give you the definition of crazy real quick the, the first definition in the dictionary the first definition is somebody that's troubled mentally right we know that one but the second one is this this is what we're talking about today somebody that's extremely enthusiastic an example I'm crazy about Jenny I changed the name on that one because it Cindy didn't fit my life so I changed it to Jenny and to help you understand it they have some synonyms here this is this is the kind of crazy love that the Bible's full of it's if you're passionate about, very keen on, enamored of, infatuated with, smitten with, devoted to, th- that's the crazy love we're talking about today. That's what our subject is about today, is crazy love. And the reason we're talking about crazy love, because believe it or not, no matter what you've been taught, from Genesis to Revelations in the Bible, there's a bunch of weird stuff, okay? But a majority of it is a giant love letter written across all generations to me and you it's god showing how crazy he is in fact in the bible it tells us that in first john um john the guy that was a disciple that was in Jesus' inner three he wrote four books of the bible he wrote first second third john and he wrote the book of john and in first john he says this first john 4 eight says god is love That's what it is. There's how you know what love is. You read the Bible. You see the way God acted toward people that didn't deserve it, like us. And that's what love is. In fact, I'm going to actually do something that you don't find pastors do. very. I love saying that. You know, like I just always try to find a way to do something that pastors don't normally do. I enjoy that very much. So today I'm going to alter that scripture a little bit for the first point in your notes because I want you to understand that God is actually crazy love. Like what we're talking about today, the definition, according in Webster's Dictionary and throughout Scripture, God is crazy love. And he says it all through the Bible. In fact, in Joshua, Joshua was the guy that took over from Moses, you know, after they came out of Egypt and into the Promised Land. Joshua took over, and he actually, when Joshua was having a nervous breakdown one time, he was having a meltdown. Like, what are we going to do? The odds are too big against me. I'm having a bad day. Your people are whiny. Anybody ever have a day like that? And he's praying and talking to God, and God says, Joshua, I will never leave you. This is what he says in Joshua 1.5. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. Like, you can't do anything to make me stop loving you. You can't have a bad enough day to make me take a break. And you know why? What's good about that is that he didn't start loving you because you're so amazing. He didn't start loving us because we did something phenomenal. He loved us because we're his kids, I like to think of it as God is the OG. He's the original stalker of the human race. He just said, like, no matter what you do, I still love you. And we do some weird stuff, and God said, no, I still love you, still care for you. And that's what I want to hone in on today on, on Friends Day. If you're here for the first time, or maybe you've just had a rough week, I want you to walk out of here today and understanding that God's love is nuts. It's crazy. It surpasses all definition, all boundaries of what we would call, that's when you stop loving somebody. God surpasses that. God surpasses that. Listen to what he says. In John three sixteen. he says this. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. We've heard that a thousand times, but let me pause there for a minute. We've heard this scripture. You're going to see it now that football season is on. You're going to see people holding up cardboard at the end of the stadium, you know, John 3.16 on it. God loved the world so much he gave his only son. But can I just tell you, can I pause for a second? Outside of your faith, outside of religion, is that line not a little crazy? What, What if you open your computer up tomorrow and you went to a news outlet, wherever you get your news, and this is what you saw as the headline, all right? Father sacrifices child for the one he loves. Nobody would go, oh, isn't that sweet? That is super-duper loving, right? But we understand, like, once you get a little bit of Bible in you and understand what they mean by that, that, that we sin, that we made mistakes, that we've had bad days, all of those things, that we're not worthy of this relationship with this perfect God. God says, well, you know what? My son going to step out of heaven, that's crazy, come to earth, tell all the truth, live a perfect life, and y'all are going to kill him. Hold on a minute. Who is writing this book? That's exactly what I say when I read the Bible sometimes. And then he's going to give his life for you. And you know why? Because he loves you. Because that's the way it's set up. That he's got to redeem your life with his life. Am I the only one that thinks that's crazy? You aren't in it today or something, man. You have too much donuts or your sugar rush killing you right now? Isn't it amazing? We get used to that story so often. John 3, 16. Let's let's keep reading. So that anyone. Can you say that with me? Can you say anyone? Do you believe that? So that anyone. So that anyone. So that anyone. Listen. I didn't give my life to Christ till I was 23. I struggled with this anyone part for years so that anyone who believes in him, that means put, put your life in him, trust him, so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And don't forget 17 because 17's maybe the sweetest scripture right there. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. Can I just get a little amen there? Just kind of amen, yeah, but to save it. Never heard John 3, 17 growing up. Nobody ever told me about 17. He didn't didn't come here to condemn. He came here to save us. Can I tell you, it's crazy. God's love for us is crazy. And speaking of, when you're talking about his son, this is the next thing I want you to get, that his son Jesus is also crazy. Isn't that good? That'll preach all day long. You don't learn that in seminary. God is crazy. Jesus is crazy the whole lot, the way we define it. If you want to talk about passionate for, smitten with, never leave you, never forsake you, do anything for you, give their life. That is exactly the craziness of the God that we serve. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly the stuff that I missed growing up. That's why when we have a friend's day, when we have a good day, we're in the middle of a series called Crazy. Why not talk about the craziest thing that we can, God's crazy love that goes against all brains in the room. John, 1 John 3.16 says this. So we're going to go from John 3.16 to 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. All right, give me a definition. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's how we know what love is. That's how we know the level of love that God wants to give you in your life. He laid down his life for us. He knows that that it was a fight, that it was a spiritual fight for us. We were the ones... That he was trying to win. The only way to do this is to give my life for you. Can I be really honest with you? I, I read the Bible all the time like it, it's Jesus just telling it to me, like just talking to me, like God's telling it to me for the first time. And there are times when I sit in my office or sit in my bedroom or, or sit in my car and I'm thinking about a scripture and I'll just shake my head and I say, God, I want you to understand that not many people, not many humans would ever do it this way, because this is nuts. It's the most extreme way you can go. And yet, he's so crazy for us. He's so infatuated with us. He's so smitten with us. He says, I want to go all the way. I want to give my life for you to show you the limit of love so that Joshua, Moses, Deborah, Whoever it is throughout scripture, when you're having a bad day, that you understand how much he loves you. That your default can go back to, he gave everything for me to show me how crazy he was about me. Amen? And it's not just in the New Testament. I mean, we're getting into the New Testament over there in the Jesus period. But can I tell you, in the Old Testament, it's that way all the way through. Sometimes, like growing up, I always just remember like the plagues. And the weird stuff that happened throughout the Old Testament. But when I got saved in college and I started reading the Bible for myself, I understood that those were really small. And the rest of the time, God is like reaching out to people like Abraham. Do you realize like Abraham is the father of Christianity, the father of our faith It's what we call that. And yet he wasn't even serving God when God reached out to him. He lived in a, what they call a polytheistic society. That means they serve many gods. They just kind of like, oh, that's the rain God. That's the cloud God. That's the grass God. Trying to figure this thing out. And God reached out to Abraham and said, if you'll follow me, I want to bless you. And I want to show people that if, if I love you and you love me, that we can win. That's what he did. And not just people like Abraham and Moses, that kind of stuff. But can I tell you that God was extreme in this. He, he loved to be crazy. You remember So Joshua and the Israelites, they came out of Egypt They go across the desert. They go into the promised land, and they come up to Jericho. How many remember the story of Jericho? Veggie Tales, that's where they poured the slushies on them when they walked around the wall. If y'all remember that. Biblical insert there. That's where they marched around seven times. They blew the trumpets. The walls fell. They went in and took over, right? But a couple of weeks before that, they sent in some spies. They sent in a couple of guys to spy it out. Look where the weak spots were and all that. And who was the one person that God connected them with inside of Jericho? It was Rahab the prostitute why why not the mayor right why, why not a good, wholesome teacher why not Why not a fisherman? you know why there's a listen, none of this is accident right here. every bit of it is so that you and I can understand that god's crazy, that his love for us is nuts, so he wants to go to the extreme and find the the most destitute person in society. Let's partner with them. Let's win this thing. And then from now on, people will understand how much I love them. Amen. That's what, that's what it's all about. And in fact, Rahab marries into the clan that ends up being Jesus's heritage. Rahab is mentioned in the lineage of Christ. Can you look at your neighbor and just help me out one time and say, that's crazy. And it happens all the way through. It happens all the way through. In, in fact, I'm not, I won't get into all of it, but Hosea is a prophet in the Bible. God says, I want to show people, Hosea, I want you, since you're a prophet, I want you to give the example of my love for this world with your life. And Hosea is like, I'm in. Let's do this. And he goes, okay, I want you to go find a prostitute. I don't know what the theme is with prostitutes, but I want you to go find a prostitute, And I want you to marry her. I want you to buy her out of slavery. I want you to marry her. Her name was Gomer. Can't make this stuff up. And he bought Gomer. He married Gomer. He had kids with Gomer. And Gomer, addicted to that lifestyle, ran off, sold herself back into slavery, and became a prostitute again. And Hosea did that two more times with Gomer. Do you know why? Why? Because God's love for us is absolutely crazy. That's why. Because he wanted to show you, like, think of something. Think of something nuts. Think of something bad. And I'll show you an example where I've tried that with people, and I went back and I loved them, and I redeemed them. And then they did it again, and I redeemed them again. I did it again, and I loved them. And they did it again, and I gave my life for them. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? I'm not stretching it by putting it in this series. I really believe definition wise God's love for us is crazy but on the flip side of that it should bring us great hope in fact he doesn't just he 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 has given his life for us but he doesn't want it to stop there he understands that that love is the thing that's going to change things so when like when I was in college and I said all right Lord I'm going to try this thing and got in my old car and me and God had some debating back and forth, some crying, some deal making. I mean, that all that doesn't work, you finally have to just go, okay, I'll follow you. And that's what I did, and begin to learn His ways. When that happens, you know what He says. Here, here, He says that this, the third one, crazy love, is a command for us. All right, you you don't have to. It's not how important it is how you dress up at church, right? It, it, command is not even going to church. That doesn't get you saved. Do you know what's important in life? Let me narrow it down to one thing, and it's love. If if you can't get anything else right in this world, I want you to love like I've loved you. In fact, it says that in John 13. Let's look at this. A new command, Jesus said, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Pause there for a minute. How has he loved us? Just let that settle in for a second. He's loved us crazy. To the extreme, for thousands of years we have that example, and even Jesus going, I-, "I want you to love the people around you like I've loved you." That's how that's how people are going to know. And the last one, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Not if you can quote the Old Testament. Not if you show up three out of four Sundays a month. Not if you wear a suit or shorts or attend a certain class. The reason the world will know that you're genuine, that God's in you, Jesus is in you, is because you love people just like I did. Is that not amazing? And even though he gives us this entire thing, we we read this next scripture, we read this all throughout the year. In fact, if you've been to South Point more than a couple of times, you've heard this over and over and over. Because really, when it boiled down to it, like you can, when people get the pressure put on them, you find out what's really inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been around some of, some of my friends, been Christians for a long time, and something bad happens, and, like, that cartoon cussing comes out in them, you know, and they're just, and you're like, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? what? And you know, and like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. It's like when somebody, when bad stuff happens, you find out what's in them. And Jesus was being tested by the religious leaders. They were drilling him and questioning him and seeing, we're going to find a crack in this guy's armor. And in Matthew 22, the the scripture that redefines all of Christianity is right here. It says this, one of them, one of those leaders, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? So what he's asking is the first five books of the Bible, the law of Moses And all of those things that the prophets have said from God for thousands of years, all of those 630-something commandments, which one's the greatest? Because when you say that, all of us little lawyer guys, we're going to come in and dismantle you. That's what they were wanting to do. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest command, and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And here's the, here's the greatest sentence in this whole passage. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything else, the other 630-something of them, they all hinge on whether you love or not. Anything you want to preach in this world that's in the Bible, that's awesome. But remember, what comes first is the filter of love on everything. Because that's how people are going to know your mind, right? You understand? Like That's the thing. That's the thing. The last one I want you to know. We're going to finish up. The last thing is because that's the only thing that changes the world. Crazy love is the thing that changes the world. It's the thing that changes people's lives because, listen, most of the world is not dumb, no matter what you driving at 5 o'clock traffic seems like, all right? Most of the world is critical, and and the farther we get along in this whole information age, the smarter we all get. Do you understand that like right here, this little thing right here, makes me one of the smartest human beings that's ever walked the planet? If I had this 50 years ago, I would be worth $400 million. And if y'all didn't, I mean, if I was the only one, this changes the game right here. It makes us smarter. It makes us more critical. It lets us see things from around the world that we only heard about. Or we heard rumors about. We're like We are super knowledgeable. And because of that, we see the chinks in the armor. We have hard questions. And that's why Jesus said, listen, you're never going to be able to answer everybody's questions. Ne- can't do it. But what you can do is that you can love people so much, so crazy, that their guard comes down that all the junk that happened in the past, the things that I used to go, nope, no Jesus in my life because of this, 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 and this in my past. After three years of a a relative of mine sharing Christ with me in a loving way, not condemning me, but just saying, man, God's got a plan for you. Same things Jenny was talking about. You realize God has hope for you, not dependent on you. He's going to love you either way. He's just waiting for you to get in, get some of that. Jesus understands that love is the only thing that's going to change the world. I want to read you a scripture, and I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you once, but I'm going to show it to you twice. Luke chapter 6, this is the how. All right? This is the how. This is the last step. But to you who are willing to listen, that's us, I hope, I say this. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, right hook them in an uppercut. Wait, no, that's my book, sorry. Um, Offer the other cheek also. Changes things. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get any credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. Whew. But let me let me see if you let me show you that slide one more time, that scripture one more time. But I'm going to change some things, point out some things to you. See if you noticed these things. The answer to all the stuff that's going on in the world is loving them, blessing them, praying for them, offering to them, giving to them. You understand? Like he wrote the prescription for it. And none of that is taking, it's, it's actually all crazy love for the people that hurt us, you pray for them. People that do you wrong, you forgive them. People that, whatever else it is, do to others the way you want to be done to. You treat others first. If you have kids, you get to see that, right? You get to, as they're little kids, you get to see that. You get see, no, no, you, you don't pull their hair. Well, she pulled my hair or he pulled my hair. Well, well but you say, hey, Don't pull my hair. I didn't like that. Well, and your kids look at you just like we look at God. Well, that doesn't make sense, right? And I often think, I think kids are the greatest example of our relationship in God's because it constantly shows us, oh, this is how you look at us, God. This is how I look at you when you go, don't slap them back. Are you sure? It felt better when I hit them. She pushed me, so I pushed her down, right? And we get to see, like, God says, that's not what changes the world. That just perpetuates it. What changes the world is just what God did with us, for us to love others crazy. Let me correct something I did earlier. When I said at the beginning I wanted to give you the definition of love, 1 John 4a, I only gave you the last three words that scripture, God is love. I don't like doing that as much as I like doing weird stuff. I like to give you the whole passage, the whole scripture. And this is what it says. So whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You understand, like, if, if the definition in the beginning is that God is crazy love, then God ties it all the way back around with us. So this is how you know who the followers of God are. The fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says, the first one, first one, before you move past any of that other stuff, the first one is love. First one is love. And listen, since it's Friends Day, how how does that pertain to friends? How do we get a Friends Day at South Point? Is it just a... A fun day with some amazing donuts. I walked by those donuts and I sniffed them, and my pants got a lot tighter just by sniffing them. I, I like, go back to, like, what's going on? And I left. It's what happens when you get around those things. Is it Friends Day that we, just to have some donuts and some drinks and some bounce houses and all that? Is it just to invite friends? You know what we use it at South Point for? Friends Day is to remind us that even though Jesus gave his entire life for us, Crazy that God will never leave us and never forsake us. Crazy. That even in that relationship, guess what? Here, this is we're gonna we're gonna rattle the gong right here. He still considers you his friend. He's, he said, You're not my servant. He actually says that. He said, You're my friend. I I died for you. I did all of this for thousands of years so that you and I could be friends and we could be in a relationship. L- listen to this. John 15, all this out of John today is good stuff. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. And he didn't just preach it. He went and did it to show you how much he cares for you. Proverbs, last verse I'm going to read. There is a friend in Proverbs 18 that sticks closer than a brother. See, that Proverbs is way back in the Old Testament. John is way up in the New Testament. The entire book is just a giant love letter to me and you. Crazy love. That's why it's so hard to understand sometimes. It's crazy. It goes against every bit of rational thought. We read it and we go, that's not what I would do. That's not what I would do. Sometimes we read it and we see the discipline. You know, it's just like seeing a parent get onto a kid or ground a kid and you go, nope, we sold their car. We sold it. What? You are a terrible parent. That is so mean. And they go, oh no, they crashed it into 19 houses and drove it off in the lake. Oh, I totally get it now, yeah. Right? And that's sometimes the way we look at God. Like, I don't understand why you did the discipline in here. But then I also don't understand why you did the crazy things to show us how much you loved us. I don't understand why you sought out the wildest, buckwild, rebellious people in the Bible. And you know why? Because the whole time, the whole time he says, the picture that I have in my mind is that we're friends, we're friends. God isn't just the original stalker, he's like the most needy person in the world, in a good way. He wants us, he's done everything he can so that you and I can be friends with him. He said, if you'll go love people, you can change this world. But first, you gotta have my love in you. Would you you let me pray for us right now? If you will just close your eyes for a minute and let's pray. Let's pray that we don't sit in here for 30 minutes and hear this or or worship and, and not be changed. Let's ask God to change our hearts. Lord, sometimes I read this and I don't even understand it. It's so crazy. It's so over the top. And I mean that in such a good way. I, I feel like I could never live up to it. I feel like I could never do those things. And so with that, I'm tempted to not even take part. And yet. Over and over and over, you reach out to us, Lord, and said, That's the reason I gave my life for you, so you could walk in my footsteps, not me have to walk in yours. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room today, each of us, that you would help us to love people the way you have challenged us, the way you have set it out for thousands of years. Help us to love people the way you've loved us. Help us to turn the other cheek. Help us to forgive. Help us to pray for our enemies. Goodness, will you help us, Lord? Will you help us? Will you help us have that kind of crazy love? Will you help us give our coat to those that are in need? Would you help us to be patient? Would you help us to do actually to others, not what they do to us, but what we want them to do to us? I truly believe, Lord, this is the kind of love that changes individual lives. And together we're going to change our world. With your eyes still closed, I want to pray one more prayer. I want to pray a prayer to say yes to Jesus. If there's anyone in this room and you have just, maybe you're just kicking the tires at South Point. Maybe you just, what's this place like? Somebody's invited me here. I don't know if I believe in Jesus. Listen, you're in a great spot. I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to make you stand up. We don't do any of those things. I believe the first and biggest step of your faith is right there where you sit. Nobody's looking around, nobody's checking you out, but I want to pray. I want to pray that today, today we give our lives to Jesus. And if you would say, include me in that prayer. Today I'm making that decision to open my heart and let Jesus come in and I'm going to follow him. I'm going to learn to follow Him. I'm going to learn to be friends with Jesus. I'm going to learn what this crazy love is all about. And you want me just to include you in that prayer. I'm not going to call your name or anything, but if you just... Give me a quick wave of your hand that lets me know I'm making that decision today. If that's you, just give me a little wave and you put it right back down. Awesome. Awesome. You can put your hands right back. Fantastic. Super proud of you. Several hands going up. It's a, it's a big deal. Awesome. Very proud of you. I'm just going to pray. Man, I wish I'd have had this help the uh, the night in the old parking lot that I try to figure out how to pray, how to talk to Jesus. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pray a very simple prayer. And while I'm praying, will you just tell him, say, Jesus, that's me. Today, I'm opening my heart and asking you to come in and show me how to live for you. Let's do that together. Lord, we're so thankful. We really are for your love. I still don't understand it all. I'm trying in this life. I'll try to grasp as much as a, much of it as I can. But today, Lord, your spirit is touching people's hearts, touching people's minds. And today there are several in this room that have taken that first step to open up their hearts and their lives and let you come in and be their savior and their friend to forgive them of their past and give them hope for a new future. So I pray that from this day forward, Lord, that you would start today by forgiving them, that you'd set their feet on the right path, that you'd show them that you've been waiting for this for eternity. You've been waiting for them to say yes their entire life. And from this day forward, that you would love them and help them to love others, that you would help them to focus on the main thing, to love God and to love people. And together, Lord, as we live that out, We believe that you will change the world through us. We love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. It's in your name that we pray. And everybody said amen.